Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Robin Miller. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. Today's interview, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I've had a blast talking with Robin. Um, it is Dr. Robin Miller. She is an integrative medicine um, doctor and she is practicing in Oregon. She has written a couple books and so she chatted about her new book called Healed and you can find that on Amazon. Uh, I'm super excited to look into it because she has a lot of research. So if you are a research person, like this is a great book for you. Um, we chat about why what the number one, I'm not going to share it with you yet, but what the number one tip is for um, keeping the brain power as you age. So um, it's really cool. I did not know this. I didn't even see it coming. Um, what you can be doing and what you can be telling, you know, your parents or your grandparents um, that they should be doing as they're aging, because it is something you wouldn't think about. Um, along with that, we chat about the importance of gut health and, um, we also chat about healthy sex as we age as well. So we do chat about that probably towards the end of the interview. So just a heads up there in case you have little ones around and you don't want to hear them. We don't chat anything too big, but we do talk about it a little bit. All right. So, um, anything else that is all I have for you guys. I believe this week, the peaceful power. Um, well, this is the peaceful power podcast, but my hustle muscle and flow workouts are now up and they are free ones are out. And you can find those at andreaclawson.com slash hustle muscle flow preview, um, to get three all new workouts for October. So if you guys want those, they're total body workouts and they are a ton of fun. I've already been testing them on clients and they are loving slash hating them all at the same time. So you can find those again over at andreaclawson.com slash hustle muscle flow preview. So without further ado, here is today's interview with Robin Miller. All right. It is here again, you guys. It is time for free hustle muscle and flow workouts. So the hustle muscle and flow monthly program is going to be opening. Uh, we're going to be opening our doors actually at the end of this month. So October 22nd. And so in honor of that, I love to give away free workouts, uh, when I open the doors to hustle, muscle and flow. So these workouts can be found at andreaclawsoncom slash hustle, muscle flow. And, um, they will also be in the show notes in case you guys are trying to find those. What I really want to do with these workouts are give you guys a total body experience. So they're going to be workouts that you can do from the comforts of your own home or from the gym, minimal equipment. Um, I try to keep it to dumbbells or body weight, as I know people don't have access to the gym and I want you guys to be able to do these from home and still get results. So these are the workouts. You also have access to some yoga videos as well. I will email you the link to that. And um, this is a great little community that if you guys want to join, um, we will be open opening doors again at the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise you can grab your free workouts workouts over at the website. Um, and if you're like, what was that again? Just go to andreaclawson.com and they are right up there on the top of the page. Welcome to the peaceful power podcast. And today I am joined by Robin Miller. And so I am super excited to get to chat with her about uh, her new book and a little bit more about integrative medicine. So Kind of my first question, I guess, for you, Robin, um, you know, a little brief background on yourself and how you got interested in integrative medicine. And then if you could define it for us in case there's anyone out there who's kind of wondering, well, what is integrative medicine? 
And that would be a good question. <laughs> so I am a conventional internal medicine doctor. I was um, conventionally trained. Um, when I was in training, I, I actually decided to do a fellowship in internal medicine where I focused on research of preventive cardiology. So I worked with families who are high risk for heart disease and helped them to figure out how they could reduce their risk so they didn't meet the same fate as their relatives. And at that time, it was in the mid 80s. Um, we were talking about healthy diet, exercise, how to lower your cholesterol by eating healthy, reducing stress, all the things that you know people are still talking about today. However, when I went into practice, things switched. I went, decided to go into private practice in Oregon. And I remember one day giving a talk to my colleagues about how to reduce the risk for heart disease with healthy diet, exercise. And I remember one of the cardiologists got up and said, well, wait a minute, you know, we have this new statin drug coming out and people don't really need to watch their diet anymore. They could take a pill and eat their Twinkies at the same time. In those days, we still had Twinkies. <laughs> oh. Uh, and I, I thought, wow, this is pretty horrible. And, it really and this was, was at the conference. This was at my conference, yes. Oh, man. And it, it was in the early 90s. And I think it was kind of foreshadowing what was coming, which is basically where we all adopted this, or many adopted this idea that there's a pill for every ill. Mm. So there's a pill to lower your cholesterol. There's a pill to lower your blood pressure. There's a pill to keep you awake. There's a pill to put you to sleep. There's a pill to help erectile dysfunction. You name it, we have a pill for that. Mm. And so I continued to practice. I was in an internal medicine practice where I noticed my visits were getting shorter and shorter. They were only allowing me 10 minutes a patient. And I was writing my 10th prescription for someone. And I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this anymore. This patient really needs for me to talk to her to really get to the root of her problem, not to write a 10th prescription. And that was the day I quit. And oh. after that, I decided to do an integrative medicine fellowship with Dr. Andrew Weil in Arizona. And I decided to start my own integrative medicine practice 11 years ago. And basically, integrative medicine is a practice where the patient is number one. It's all about the patient. And I am in partnership with my patients to help them to be well. I don't focus on disease. I focus on wellness and health. My first visits with patients are an hour and a half. And wow. so I really get to know them. And my patients all know me and I know them. And it's been really amazing so that I give people what they need, what they want. Some people want medicine. Some people want other modalities. And basically, I work with them and give them what they think is going to help them to heal. And I have to say, it's been incredibly rewarding. So I've gotten back to the healthy diet, healthy exercise, <laughs> all the things that I started with, I'm back to that again. Oh. And it's been pretty amazing. So I'd say... 80%, 75, 80% of my patients get better. I don't wow. think my conventional colleagues could say that. Oh my gosh. So about how many patients are you working with now compared to what you were working with before? Um, I have about a thousand patients that I see. Wow. Uh, before God only knows what I was seeing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous numbers of people. Oh my gosh. Yes. So some of the stuff then that you do now, um, you know, like with the healthy eating and the exercise, you know, what are some other things that you kind of prescribe to them? Because I am, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Ayurveda. Yes. So I kind of, I've just gotten into that and I am a coach with that. And 
um, I've been studying it for now probably about the past five years. And so I'm like, oh, this seems very similar in the terms of we're getting to the root issue of things rather than trying to put another Band-Aid on it with a pill. So um, I'm really interested in this and just kind of like, how do you go about, you know, helping people or um, helping people understand that this might be a better option for them than always wanting to get that pill? Well, first of all, I individualize things because we're all different. Mm -hmm. And one diet, one medicine, one anything doesn't fit everybody. Mm -hmm. So some people do better with a plant-based diet. Some people can't even think about that. <laughs> Other people, the Mediterranean style diet works great for them. So I work with lifestyle changes. That's really what it all comes down to. And so, but in the evaluation, there's things I do that other people don't do, but my Ayurvedic physician friend does too. Mm. So I've been writing about, the reason I wanted to write this book is because I do a lot of things differently than my colleagues. They're evidence-based. What I do is evidence-based, mm -hmm. but they don't do it. <laughs> so for instance, for the heart, the heart's incredibly important. We can't live without it. Um, there's a new risk factor I don't think most physicians are testing for or even aware of, and it's called TMAO, trimethylamine oxide. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so what it is, is that when you eat certain foods, like red meat, egg yolks, um, foods high in L-carnitine and choline, it's converted in your gut from gut bacteria to something called TMAO. TMAO is a better... Uh, better risk factor or better idea, you get a better idea from TMAO what your risk factor for heart disease and stroke is. Oh, wow. It's almost a direct correlation. Wow. The test, you do fasting. It's easy to do. The doctor gets a kit from the Cleveland Clinic. Cleveland Clinic will actually pay the drawing fee. It, the test itself costs $8. Oh my gosh. Yes. If your level's over 6.2, your, your levels are high wow. and you either need to cut out the red meat and the egg yolks and the farm-raised fish, or and, and supplements that are high in choline or carnitine. But um, the other thing you could do, if you don't want to do that, is start taking grapeseed extract using extra virgin olive oil in your cooking. And you can drink in a stout, because that'll bring it down too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another option you have. But I mean, that's a simple test that will help you assess your risk for a heart attack and stroke. Cholesterol doesn't always correlate. I mean, there are people that are running around with cholesterols of 300 that never have a stroke or heart attack. Mm. It depends on the kind of cholesterol you have. And I go into that in the book as well. And then people just aren't doing this test in like no. just general practice? Well, you know, it's interesting. When you look at medical studies and how long it takes physicians to adopt change, it's about 10 years. Oh my gosh. And this is something that just, you know, came out a few years ago. Wow. But when you look at the data and listen to the cardiologist who's at the, you know, who started all this, it's really impressive. Uh, and so I, I, I just think everyone should be looking at that. Yes. Especially if you're going to be on a paleo diet, ketogenic diet, hello, that's all red meat, isn't yes. it? That's a lot of, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's just, I think it's something that should be looked at. Mm. Yeah, no, that's I. That's an example. I agree with that too, because I have my dad and my brothers are all farmers. And it's funny because we were chatting about um, like they sell meat and stuff and it's grass fed and they have this new bacon, I Berkshire, I think it's called. And my brother's like, I don't know who's going to buy all this bacon. And I was like, the paleo diet people. And they're exactly. like, what do you mean? And they didn't know. And I was like, I had explained to him what paleo was. And they're like, 
wait, people eat like bacon every day. They're like, what? That's something we don't even do. And we, you know, we have free access to it pretty much. And and Mm -hmm. we do not do that. It's maybe once every other week because they're like, this is not great for us in high amount. And I was like, I know, but that's, again, if people, and again, depending on everyone's different, their body types, but I'm like, yeah, this is stuff that, uh, you know, having that knowledge or just knowing if you're at high risk, like this would be an easy task, inexpensive for people to be taking. Exactly. Wow. So when you think of like integrative medicine, um, like insurance purposes, so do you still have like, can people go to integrative doctors and have insurance cover them or how does that work? Um, Some will. Um, I don't take insurance, but I give people a super bill and then they can bill their own insurance. Okay. So it depends on the physicians out there what they want to do. Um, But certainly the tests I cover, the tests I order are covered under insurance. It's just my visit that isn't often covered. Okay, perfect. That's in case, because I'm like, I don't even know the answer to that. Because I'm like, in case other people are like, well, maybe I need to be switching doctors, you know, just knowing that knowledge about your options. Exactly. Um, Do you feel that there's a movement out there for people going to more integrative medicine? I do. And the fellowship I did is training more and more physicians and integrate and providers in integrative medicine. So if you want to know if there's one in your area, you can go to the website. Um, It's in my book as well, the University of Arizona Integrative Medicine website. And you can find a provider in your area if they're there who trained in the fellowship. And then can you tell us about your book? So what it's called and who this book would be for in particular? It's called Healed Health and Wellness for the 21st Century. Wisdom, Secrets, and Fun, Straight from the Leading Edge. It's from, for anybody, basically. <laughs> so it's got good tips about your brain, your gut, and your heart. And then the second part is how to overcome depression without drugs, um, living longer, and foods that you are good for you that you might not realize are good for you, like coffee and chocolate. I talk all about medicinal mushrooms, which are like my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> and um, how to improve your sex life with Scream Cream. Definitely want to hear about that one before we, <laughs> we end this. What? And there's an activity that's good for everything, including protecting your brain from Alzheimer's. And that activity oh, nice. is ballroom dancing. Oh, wow. A lot of really good evidence in the book about why that Interesting. is. Interesting. Really? Can you talk more about that? Because I actually have, well, my grandpa, he's also 95, um, has Alzheimer's now. But um, I, this is a worry I know that I have clients that I work with directly is Alzheimer's and having ballroom dancing as a solution. I've never heard of that. Yeah, there was a great study done at the Albert Einstein School of Medicine in New York, and they took a group of seniors in between 75 and 85 and followed them for five years. And they looked back at the activities they had done throughout their life, and most recently in the last five years, 124 of them had developed dementia at the end of the study. And they found there are certain activities that may be good for your body, but don't protect you from Alzheimer's. Don't decrease the risk. So those activities were golfing, running, cycling, swimming. Um, there were a couple of activities that decreased the risk for Alzheimer's. One was frequent reading. That was 35% decrease. Crossword puzzles, 47%. And then there was one activity that decreased it by 76%. Oh my gosh. And that was ballroom dancing two to three times a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And the reason is because when you're doing ballroom dancing or partner dancing, there's an interaction that occurs not just with your body, but with your mind. And so that interaction 
builds new neural networks and helps protect your brain from damage. Wow. It also helps patients with Parkinson's disease. So it will, it, it will bypass the part of the brain that's damaged. So Parkinson's patients can dance and move relatively normally. Wow. Yeah, that, so it's, a, it's pretty remarkable. That is really cool. So like this would be, I mean, just going to lessons or just going out on a Friday night and yes. doing this, like all and of those things. Healthy. I mean, most of us don't like to exercise. Exercise yeah. isn't always very much fun. Mm-hmm. You go to the gym, no one's smiling. <laughs> if you go to a dance floor, everyone's smiling. They're sweating. They're moving. They're working out and don't even realize it. And that, they're not just working out their bodies. They're working out their brains. And it's very social. And it's wonderful. That is so cool. I'm going to have to tell, I have a group of seniors that I work with on every Monday. So I'm going to have to tell them that they need to get some ballroom dancing going at their facility. And I bet they probably would enjoy that. So I mean, besides just because they have a bingo, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, which I'm sure it helps, you know, in some regards, but being like, hey, get an extra activity in there. And they've done a lot of studies on people in nursing homes. and. Ballroom dance helps balance, mm-hmm. helps build their bones back up, um, helps with socialization. Oh, um, yes. And it's interesting in these studies, when they finish, um, they often will you know, offer the dancing to the control group, and they definitely will go for it. <laughs> and the people that were in the study group um, keep dancing. And not only that, they found that they're, da- they're dressing better, they're going out, they're being more social, they have more confidence. It's really quite an amazing thing. And the studies are there. The evidence is there. There is no reason why people shouldn't be getting up and dancing. It's good for them. Oh, I love it. So, you know, ballroom dancing and then reading and crossword puzzles, those are pretty much the main three that, you know, help keep our brains sharp. Yeah, there's another way to keep your brain sharp. And this is really interesting. So there's something called the MEND program, M-E-N-D, MEND program. believe it was at UCLA. Okay. It took nine people. This was a very early study. Nine people who had mild cognitive impairment or early Alzheimer's disease. And they took them and they maximized their health. So one woman could no longer work. She had a high power job. She could no longer work. So number one, they put her back on her hormones that she'd stopped when the Women's Health Initiative study freaked everyone out about hormones. Then they had her on a gluten-free diet. They taught her to meditate. She exercised 30 minutes a day. She um, uh, got very active. They maximized every health element. So her blood pressure was good. Her cholesterol was good. Her magnesium, zinc, all that stuff was normalized. And she became herself again. She is back to work. She is in remission. And that was almost three years ago now. Wow. And she still work, is working. And that, that, that program helped eight out of the nine people. One person wasn't helped. And they thought that was probably because they were too far gone. Wow. But eight out of the nine are good. And that's reversing things yes. even. Wow. They reversed it. So, I mean, that to me is really, really interesting. That is so cool. And, and these were all ages when they, who got they reversed? All, yeah, they were all older. Okay. But um, yeah, they didn't, I don't think they had anyone with early Alzheimer's or early MCI, but pretty impressive. That is so cool. I mean, some of that stuff that we don't always think about, like, you know, meditation, 
or even just reading a book, you know, like stuff yes. like that, that really does help us. And I think that we hear about it, but just making the time for it again, and mm -hmm. just knowing that this is going to help everyone, you know, as we age, no matter how old you are. Exactly. And I mean, it's, think about your diet, think about what you're putting in your mouth, think about what you're doing with your body. It's going mm -hmm. to have an impact on you as you get older. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so what about some other like chronic diseases that you've seen? Is there anything that um, you've seen really help through some integrative health uh, modifications? Um, yes. Anything with like headaches in particular? I know a lot of women, you know, battle the chronic headaches. Well, a lot of headaches, again, it has to go back to your eating, yeah. eating healthy. Hormonal headaches, obviously, you know, sometimes uh, progesterone will help with the hormonal headaches. Um, really, I, in the book, I address um, all kinds of things that relate to the gut and what the gut is behind in terms mm -hmm. of health. And it's behind a lot of things. So inflammation is huge and having a healthy gut will keep you from having inflammation. Um, and one of the things I test for um, is actually, I do a fair amount of genetic testing, as does my Ayurvedic doctor friend. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I test for is something called MTHFR. Have you heard of it? I have heard of that. So it's a gene that codes for enzymes that help you process folic acid. So when you take folic acid in your diet, a series of enzymes work on it and turn it into L-methylfolate. L-methylfolate is what your body uses to make serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, all those things that make you feel good and give you energy. Most Americans have one mutation, so their L-methylfolate levels are down by about 30%. Some patients or some people have two, which lowers their L-methylfolate levels by 74%. So the treatment's really simple. It's a vitamin, L-methylfolate, and it will often help a lot of things, headaches, <laughs> gut aches um, because your gut is lined with brain cells. And so IBS will often go away. Um, and it helps with depression and mood problems. So it's not the be all or end all, but certainly I've seen it help almost everyone who I've treated. Wow. And can you say that one one more time, what it is called? MTHFR is the gene. You can get a blood test for that, or you can get a cheek swab. Anybody who's done 23andMe, it's on there. Okay. HFR test is on there. And um, the vitamin is L-methylfolate. That is, uh, I was like, I am writing that down for my brother. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, oh. it's a big thing. Um, so interesting. Yeah, he's then, had gut health issues since he was a baby. And mm -hmm. now he's 25 and he still has gut issues. And I'm just like, okay, I'm pretty sure what you're eating has not been amazing. And now as he's aged into 25 and probably had way too much beer and I'm like, <laughs> this is all ruining your gut. And so it's kind of interesting just to see, and he doesn't of course listen to his big sister, but I'm just like, <laughs> this all plays a factor. <laughs> it does. I mean, the gut is amazing. The microbiome, the importance is just growing in mm. leaps and bounds. It's, it all comes down to your gut in the end. <laughs> <laughs> three pounds of gut bacteria and poop. That's what we carry around. Mm. And it's huge. It affects our mood. It affects how we feel. Um, it even affects diseases that you get. When they, people are diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, 75% of them have the same gut bacteria. What's wow. that telling you? <laughs> wow. So it's, it's amazing. 
do you recommend um, like colonics then to like no, help remove no. backed up stuff? Like, is that what you're thinking? No, I recommend eating super healthy. So you want to eat food that is pre- prebiotic type foods. So okay. onions, leeks, asparagus, those are foods that get undigested, that arrive undigested to the colon. Okay. So those are your prebiotics. And then probiotics are the fermented foods. So sauerkraut's a good one. Kefir's a good one. So, um, what about kombucha? Cause I know a lot of people yeah, have good that. Too. Okay. That's good too. So you want to eat lots of fermented foods and prebiotic type foods. Um, you can take a probiotic, but if you eat like crap, it's not going to help. It's just expensive. Mm, just spending a lot of know. money. So uh, it's cause you give me, you're just killing a lot with all the bad stuff you've done. <laughs> so uh, you want to get a good, healthy gut and then everything seems to follow, including mood including other illnesses. Um, I've seen people with rheumatoid arthritis get better on anti-inflammatory diets. I've seen all kinds of amazing thing ha- things happen when people change the way they eat and exercise. So exercise helps to boost the type of bacteria that are butyrate forming, which also are good bacteria for the gut. So exercising builds up the good bacteria as well. And is there any supplements in general that you recommend? Like a vitamin D for most people, or are you pretty much, hey, let's get this all through the diet? Well, vitamin D is really tough to get through the diet. So vitamin D is one of those, you almost have to take a supplement because you don't want to be going, I mean, if you live in Minnesota, you're never going to get it in the wintertime there. Oh yeah. And right, that's what every dietitian always is like, vitamin D, I don't even care. You should be on it. <laughs> exactly. And that's why the, uh, the osteoporosis rate is so high in Minnesota, actually. Oh, interesting. You just don't get enough of vitamin D there. Um, So you you have to supplement. And if you take sunscreen, if you use sunscreen, you're not getting it anyway. It's not getting through your skin. That's interesting. So even in the summer, that would be why people are like, why am I low? Right. That's why. That is interesting. So vitamin D is one of those I recommend. Magnesium is another one that's tough for people to get enough of in their diet. And the other one I've noticed is zinc. It's hard for people to get enough zinc. Okay. So if there's something that you're having a hard time getting enough of, then I advise a supplement. Um, calcium, if, if you could eat your calcium, that would be better. And I recommend 800 milligrams a day. Okay. And then so, what about dairy? Is there anything that you are particular, like stay away from this? Um, have you found in studies? Um, not really. I mean, it dep- again, it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. There's a really interesting gene test called VitaGene. Have you heard of it? No. It, it's a gene it about how you eat. Oh, so VitaGene looks at your genes in, in a way that it helps you just figure out what foods are going to be good for you and what foods aren't. So for instance, it will tell you if you have a problem, genetic problem with lactose. Oh, it wow. will tell you if you have a genetic problem with gluten. So it would tell you if you're celiac or not. Um, it tells you if you're one of these people who's salt sensitive or not. It also tells you whether you have the athlete, uh, elite athlete gene. <laughs> so are you going to build muscle quickly? It tells you all kinds of really interesting things, again, about you as a unique individual. We're all different. Some people gain a lot of weight when they eat a lot of carbs. Some people gain a lot of weight when they eat a lot of fat. It'll tell you who you are, which one you are. Oh, I mean, you probably cool. already know that. Yeah. But just in case... It will tell you that, but it also will tell you about the lactose piece, whether dairy's a good thing for you or maybe not such a good thing for you. 
And where can you get that test done? It's online. You okay. can get it at Amazon or you can go to the vitagene.com website. And I am not getting paid by them, by the way. <laughs> I just thought it was a really cool test. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful because we're all different. That is, There's I not really one like thing that. for anybody. We're all our own unique individuals. And yeah. so, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause I, um, I always say, cause people always ask about gluten and stuff and I'm like, see, I have no issues eating carbs. Like I know I am total. I could eat bread and totally be fine. Or I know that, you know, that's not the case for most people, but for me, like right. dairy does not do well with me anymore. After I had my son, like I just, for whatever reason, dairy and me do not agree anymore. And mm-hmm. so I'm like something clearly switched in my gut health, most likely, um, that maybe I'm still working on figuring out what that is, but well, that know- would be kind of a good test to take. Yeah. And many of us become lactose intolerant as we get older. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) It's pretty common. I did not. Some people just don't care. Like my husband's has lactose intolerance, but he could care less. Ah. A ton of ice cream. Yeah. That's what, that's pretty much where I discovered it. I was like, okay, I can't have ice cream anymore because this does not make me feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it gives you a lot of gas. Oh yeah. And he doesn't care. I care. (laughs) I care. (laughs) <laughs> people have to be around you that's, that's so right <laughs> i care <laughs> uh, so i want to know about this uh well okay so you also talk about sex in the book so what yep. is this magic sex cream that you're talking about oh scream cream yes amazing <laughs> so you know a lot of us as we get older we become less sensitive um and if you're on certain medications sometimes you're less sensitive so um, there is a cream, actually. It's made with Viagra, aminophilin, and arginine. You put it on the clitoral area about 45 minutes before you're going to do whatever you're going to do, and then bingo. It's really <laughs> fun. So um, it is it's something that needs to be compounded. Okay. Um, there's virtually no side effects. Um, some of the compounding pharmacies will use nitroglycerin instead of the aminophilin. I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. It could give you a headache. So okay. go with the aminophilin, arginine, Viagra co- combo. Um, <laughs> and you can purchase but, that online? No, you have to go through a compounding pharmacy. Okay. So that's good for people to know. Yeah. So I had this patient. It was great. So she had had a stroke. Um, and sometimes when people have a stroke, they get depressed. And so I put her on a tiny bit of citalopram, Celexa. And sex had always been a really important part of her life but she wasn't that interested anymore because she didn't feel anything. And so we tried the scream cream and it worked like a charm. She's so happy and her husband's so happy. <laughs> so they went to Hawaii for a second honeymoon and we're having a great old time in the hotel room. And the security guard's banging on the door thinking that she's beating her. Oh gosh. She's screaming so loud. I'm like, no, it's just the scream cream. That's what it does. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I definitely think people will be like, okay, well, might need some of that. <laughs> yes, I highly recommend it. It's a cream. It's perfect for people that, you know, have had breast cancer, can't be on hormones, menopausal. It's wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. There's just no downside as far as I can tell. <laughs> Uh, so anything else in your book that you are, you really want people to kind of know about? Is there any of the big takeaways that you learned? Well, one thing that I think is really important, and it seems like everyone is looking for the magic pill to lose weight, Mm. um, but there isn't any. Mm -hmm. And really the key is that, um, if you want to lose weight, that you do it slowly 
that you find something you can do for life, Mm -hmm. a lifestyle change that's going to work for you because diets just don't work. Um, They, it's a setup for failure. Oh yeah. But there are a few little things you can do to tweak what you're already doing. One thing is meal timing. So if you eat more more of your calories in the morning, you're going to have a much easier time losing weight. There was a great study done in Israel where they took a group of women and divided them into two groups. One group got most of their calories in the morning. So they got 700 calories for breakfast, 500 for lunch, 200 for dinner. The other group, it was reversed. And it's exactly the same food, exactly the same food. So they got 200 for breakfast, 500 for lunch, 700 for dinner. Exactly the same over 12 weeks. The breakfast group lost 17 pounds. The dinner group lost seven pounds. Wow. Just by switching around your biggest meal. Uh, That's huge. Oh, yeah. No, I'm a big fan of that. That's in Ayurveda, too. They have lunch. Lunch they have as their biggest meal between 10 and 2, right. and then kind of tapered out at the evening. But they also do intermittent fasting. But yes. back I before, it was even fasting. called intermittent fasting. You know. Yeah. It's, I, intermittent fasting is also very good, too. <clears throat> but a lot of people don't understand when you mention that. They think you're telling them not to eat anything. Yeah, will you, will you talk about that? I don't know if I've talked about that actually on the show. So will you explain what that is? Yeah, it's, it's eating fewer calories two days a week. So 600 calories a day, two days a week. So you can pick the busiest days that you have. And those calories, you can eat a lot of food as long as you're eating just vegetables because how many calories can you get in vegetables? Mm-hmm. So that could be your vegetable day. <laughs> and especially when you're busy, it's, it's not that hard to do and you actually don't feel bad at all. You feel good. Mm-hmm. And then you eat normally the rest of the week and it's really good for you. I went to this nutrition conference with Andrew Weil and that's something they were talking about is something that's healthy and good for you. Mm. Yes. So, Yeah. And I think people, um, the other reason why you want to lose weight slowly is because you have a set point in your body where your body wants to stay in terms of weight. And if you try and lose it quickly, your body's going to, your brain's going to force you to gain it back. It's going, you'll have cravings because the body wants to be back where it was set. So if you lose weight slowly, you will change your set point and have a much easier job of maintaining the weight loss. And I've been seeing so much success with the patients that I have. I'm just thrilled for them. And they've been able to maintain weight loss now for years. Because it's just by small habits that they've been changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Just the little things, one step at a time. Yes. (laughs) I I couldn't agree more with that because I am also the same. Because I think, well, especially, so I've been in the fitness industry for the last 10 years. And so when I first started is when kind of the biggest loser was Mm -hmm. really at its prime. And I think a lot of us got a little bit jaded from that show in terms of this is what it should look like. We should be losing, you know, 20 pounds in a week, you know, and I'm like, it's not, you know, it's not reality though. And so people get frustrated a lot more. Um, But now obviously, you know, what are we, I don't know how many seasons they've been through and I don't even think it's on the air anymore, No, but you know, people have gotten their weight back. Yes. And people have kind of like, okay, this maybe was not the way to success because a lot of them, again, I mean, a handful maybe have kept it off and their hormones are really out of whack. And just the stories that they've been telling now from, you know, that harsh weight loss environment that they were in. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, the small habits, you know, all of that will add up. Um, And yeah, there's no magic pill and just, you know, reiterating that to people like you do have to take it slow and it's going to take them take some time but you're most likely going to keep it off you know that slower progress right and develop really good habits for life and the other 
wonderful sideline of that is that if you are doing something good for yourself, if you're eating healthy and doing healthy things for yourself, your children will follow you. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's what I noticed when I changed the way I was eating and exercising, my kids just started doing it too. Mm. And they were rebellious and they didn't like anything I had to say. They thought I was stupid until about five years ago. <laughs> and they did what I was doing. <laughs> So be a good role model, even if you think they're not watching you. They are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can see that. I have a couple clients who I have worked with, and um, their parents were always like, we did all of this. We ate perfect. We had them do all this, and they're, they're kind of rebelling. And then I said, just wait. Don't worry. You know, they'll come around. And sure enough, maybe it took a couple years, but they mm-hmm. were like, all right, I'm going to go back to the way what my parents did because that worked and I felt better and I'm done eating, you know, my pizza and my cookies and whatever, because I'm like, I understand, you know, you've been perfect because that's how the environment you grew up in. You might need a year or two to just kind of mess around. And then you're right. like, you know what? I don't feel great. I'm going to go back to what was working and I felt a lot better. Exactly. So yes, I love it. Um, well, final couple questions is for you. Uh, where can people find you and where can they find your book? Well, they can find me on two websites. I have a website, wellhealed.net. And if they are interested in any of my clinic work, it's triunemed.com, T-R-I-U-N-E-M-E-D.com. And our book is on the website, wellhealed.net, as well as at Amazon. And it's Healed Health and Wellness for the 21st Century. So Amazon, or you can buy it. Our website will take you right to the site on Amazon at wellhealed.net. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes as well. So in case anyone wants to find that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my final question. So I always have, I end the podcast with a weekly challenge to the listeners. And so when Mm -hmm. I have guests on, I have you guys give them a weekly challenge. So what would you like that challenge to be for everyone this week? Oh, mine's easy. (laughs) Find a good dance class and try it once. <laughs> I figured that was going to be it. I was like, oh, that's going to be a good one. We have not had that as a challenge, so I like it. So, West Coast Swing is really fun if you want something that's a little more creative. Um, East Coast Swing is super easy. Waltz, Foxtrot, Tango is really hard, but it's a really neat dance. And um, country dance is fun as well. So find something you like and try it once at least. I love it. That's yeah, that's a good one. That's I'm going to have to do that. Cause I told my husband, I really want to go to dance classes. I've been wanting this for like, I don't know, five years and we still have yet to do it. So I'm like, this maybe will be my incentive. It'll be like, it's good for us and our brains. Exactly. And you don't have to go with anyone. Most dance classes you rotate anyway in class. You don't oh. have to go with a partner. If you want to do it by yourself, you can do it by yourself. That is also good feedback out there. Yeah. My husband doesn't dance. I go alone and it's fine. (laughs) In fact, it's a lot more fun that way. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, there we go. So if you're like, I don't have a partner, you don't need one. And you don't have to be good for the positive effects either. Yes. So you do not have to be a good dancer to help your brain. You just have to do it. Love it. I love it. Oh, well, this has been so much fun talking to you, Robin. I learned so much and I have a ton of notes here. Um, so thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Yay. And <laughs> thanks again. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclausen.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. 
And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.